Good evening, Hepcats. It is September 16th, 2014, and we have a wily sheet of paper that is talking just <laughs> like an animal. We are both here, Alfredo Esparza and myself, Vandal Drummond. The paper is walking up the couch, and it's nudging against Fredo. He has a best friend. And we are here to preach sobriety. It's my notes. Sobriety, yes, his notes. They come alive. I, I'm, I'm, That's I, the charisma. I took notes this time. The charisma of Alfredo Esparza. Anything he writes comes alive. This is our, our first um, serious podcast. Yes, this is our first <laughs> serious podcast. No clowning around today. Yeah. There, it is a... Well, actually, we have a ton of news, and uh, this is going to sound like a pitch, which I guess it is, but even though we would never make any money from it, I am like... A kid, I feel like a kid being so excited for the anniversary show yeah, this year. Yeah, it's going to be huge. Yes, because it's going to be free on. Uh, you could see it live online for free. Yep, Terra dot com. Yep, T E R R A dot com. T E R R A. Yeah, he's got it right. <laughs> I actually spelled something right. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be good. Although you always run the risk that it might not work. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, I, I have a backup plan. I'm going to have something really fun planned just in case Terra doesn't work. Really? What, what's your other plan? I, uh, I, you know, just kind of uh, get some chill movies or something yeah. like that, get something good to eat and just, you know, hang with Elena and, uh, yeah. uh, but... Can you actually sit through the entire show? Yeah. It's not that bad. It's not. It's only no, six, no, no. I'm, I, it's only six matches, so it's You know not, what? I'm looking not, forward to just yeah. about everything. Even the matches that don't do anything for me, I'm not dreading. It's not like... It's not like Atlantis and Ultimo Guerrero are the only. And how about how about the big news that Thunder came back for the anniversary show Hooray. in time for the under anniversary show? Why, why, why not just get John Strong Man Anderson again? You know it's weird because um, he was gone for so long, mm-hmm. and then they bring him like two weeks before the anniversary show starts, and it's like why? <laughs> no, I mean, don't you want to pay these other guys? Get these other guys a little rub for the big show, and it's like exactly no or why Thunder. Not- why not have something where he just makes an appearance on the show and doesn't actually wrestle? Just like say, "Hey, this is what who's." Yeah, like have him be like the second for Ultimo Guerrero or something. Like, yeah, have him come in for a fall and like be the guy right there and let Atlantis kill him on a tow bear. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah, but no, they had to ruin it. And they put him in a match. They put him in a match. And even worse, <laughs> Sombra isn't on any of the matches. <laughs> That's is, a bummer. Which is like the weirdest thing, like. I, at least Masco Dorada's on it, so yeah. I can't well, so, well, we were talking. You were saying Sombra like might he might appear. be the second in the tag match. Yeah, that would be pretty cool yeah. as long as he's as long as he's got a spot in the card somewhere. Yeah, I don't know why they wouldn't use. I mean, 
Do you want to go through the cards since every single match has actually something interesting? Yes, yes. Well, the opener is um, Blue Panther, Cachorro, and Dragon Lee versus mm-hmm. Felino, Puma, and Tiger. But there's a slight chance that it might be Dragon Lee out and okay. Black Panther in for the for the for the Blue Panther family versus Casa's family. Oh, okay. But we're I'm hoping it's still Dragon Lee. But there's I been a lot of people who have been confused and saying it's um it's um Blue Black Panther. Okay. But it should be a good match either way. Yeah, I dig Dragon Lee. Yeah, and then we have the women's match, which is a torneo cibernético for the Copa 81st anniversary. Okay. It has Goya Kong, Goya Kong, Rocks, Estrellita, Cool, Marcella, mm-hmm. Princess Suhei, Yes, Amapola, Yes, Zuxis. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't not familiar. No, but if, if Amapola's in there, okay. I'm there. Um, Dallas, Love Dallas, Amapola, Dallas. Okay. okay. And Tiffany. Tiffany. Okay, that would be cool. You're right with that. Yeah, I'm good with that. <laughs> Well, something I should say, we just got some done watching some divas on Hulu. And yeah, the NXT show. So after seeing that, I'm really excited yeah. about this. Here, here I'm telling Kurt, hey, check out Charlotte. And she's in there with Summer Rae. And like all they did was like this really basic stuff. And it's like, yeah, this isn't that good. Yeah, well, you, and you should have seen it before you came back. Oh, the match before that. Well, Because remember, you stepped out of the yeah, room yeah, second, yeah. And what you saw uh, it was when... Uh, because she was doing something her in the, uh, the figure for a headlock. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Before that, it was that bad. the women's at the worst just smacking and gro- really? grabbing each other's hair and just... Yeah. You know, it's funny because this women's match at the anniversary show, everybody was complaining because um, Sarah Stock wasn't going to be in it, Dark, mm-hmm. Dark Angel. Yes. And like, like, I already knew ahead of time that she wasn't going to be on there because she had already mentioned she's not going to be... She's usually not in Mexico in September, like late September. And so she basically tells um, everybody, oh, I'm not, don't get upset. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be in Las Vegas that weekend, this week. Yeah, I think. she wasn't being yeah. missed. But yeah, so it's like, don't, don't get upset. But, you know, everybody's complaining about, everybody started complaining about, oh, Sombra's not on the show. And I'm like, Echicero's not on the show. All these guys aren't on the show. <laughs> I go, there's only room for so many people exactly. for an anniversary show. And why complain when yeah. you have such a bitch so, show? Yeah, and so the third match... Any any more thoughts on the women's match? You don't really care. <laughs> you know, there's there's two women in there that I really like. Marcella a lot. and Amapola. Uh, yeah. Well, Goya Kong too. I think Goya Kong. Kong is really cool. It's interesting because you basically have um, Goya Kong, who's basically the Brasos. Mm-hmm. You have Dallas, who's um, Casa's family, mm-hmm. and then you have Estrellita, who's basically now the press department. Yes, you were telling me. So everybody's kind of curious if any of them end up winning, if it's like a power shift in, in the promotion or something. And like, oh, you never know. <laughs> From what you're saying, Estherita sounds like she wields a good chunk of power. Well, it's, I think she's just oppressed. Okay. It's not, she just handles that stuff. I think it just looks more oppressive because we, we're not used to somebody like sending us emails and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, the third match is, um, Mas- this is the match that has people kind of upset. It's Mascara Dorada, Valiente, and Volador Jr. versus Euphoria, Mr. Niebla, and Thunder. Yeah, okay. That's the match I'll watch with curiosity. Yeah. That's about it. It's a good match because the, the technicals are pretty good. Oh, yeah, well, then you throw yeah, Thunder Euphor- in there. Yeah, Euphoria's and... in there. Mm-hmm. <coughs> you have Thunder, who sucks, and then you have Mr. Niebla, who's <laughs> just comedy. Yes. 
And you know, it's weird while well, they're doing like a Thunder versus Volador Jr. feud. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Uh, but it's just oh, one of those. Man, one can fly, one can flop. Well, you know, Thunder's been training with Satanico. So this will probably so tell the mean, tale if he has the capacity to learn. This also could ruin Satanico's career as a trainer. This is, this is true. <laughs> now, this is something I, I, I have to... Although, I don't know why it would, but, you know, it could... It, well, it, not everybody you try to pump. Well, one, you know... It's you know how it is. Like, you can't, you can't teach... You can't teach certain people No matter how brilliant improve. you yeah. are. Well, and it's kind of, like, funny how... When people were arguing, arguing that Jerry Jarrett should not be in the Observer Hall of Fame because he fucked up TNA so bad, and oh, okay, because there's one failure means that all those years of prospering. Everybody has at least some failure in their Every, career. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And and Satanico, I, I don't care if Thunder totally flops. Satanico is still that's like one the, of the least coolest wrestlers I've ever seen. That is like the least of his worries. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Is he a rough time? No, I mean thunder, thunder. thunder. Oh, no, okay. I mean that's that's Tom. probably his least least impressive thing that's ever happened to him. Like training thunder is probably like, yeah, one of one million type of things. Yeah, you missed now, now, one. Thunder looked even good, even passable. Boy, well, I would, I would, I would uh, kiss the ground, Satanical. Well, you know, Thun- I think I think the problem with thunders, he was also cast as a technical, mm-hmm. and he was doing a lot of high flying. Yeah. And he's not a high flying type of no. guy, and it's like, uh. Um, the fourth match is Ray Cometa versus Carbonario in a hair match. Now I'm way. That is going to be a good match. I think that might be the best match on the card. I agree. Um, Ray Cometa, this is his third big match in like three years, probably. Like, so he's. Because he had the one with uh, Puma, Puma King, King in 2013, right? 2013. Was it last year? Yeah, it might have been last yeah, year. Yeah, 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 it was. No, it was the year before that. It was 2012. Yeah, 2012 with Rush and. Um, Rush headlined that show. Oh, how funny. I thought it was 2013. Rush versus Terrible headlined, remember? Yeah, 2013 but, was Volador Jr. and all those guys. But not the... Uh, I'm not talking about the anniversary show, though. Wasn't... Yeah, it was the anniversary. Puma versus Ray Cometa was an anniversary oh, match. okay. Yeah, mass match. I remember the match. And then well. they had a match afterward. Um, they had... His next big stipulation match was with... Um, teaming with Stuka. Mm-hmm. Last year. Okay, gotcha. With um, feuding against the Japanese team. Okay, cool. Yeah, so... But that should be a good match. Cavernario's gonna like that's this has been his big year. So I'm high on that yeah. guy. Yeah, he's I really mean, good. He's really really good. And this will be a cool hair match. Where yeah, the, <laughs> the yeah. hair really means. Something. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing they're building Cavernario to um like rush. That might yeah. be like a hair match like in two three years down the road. They should. They should. It's too Although bad. it's too bad Herodes Junior isn't quite up to his <coughs> level because he's gone. He's gone. Gone. He's gone from CMLL. Yeah. Is he? Where'd he go to? Independent, yeah. Because yeah. I remember seeing just the two of them next to each other and just thought, they look so cool. Yeah. But, you know, one one of them is not like the others. So. Yeah. And then after that, the fifth match is La Mascara and Rush versus Negro Casas and Shocker. And I'm up for that. For too. the CML tag team titles, which should be good just because Rush is in it versus Casas mm-hmm. and Shocker. Those guys La Mascara, Yeah, La Mascara sucks. Yeah. So. And I, I, I will say... Obviously, Shocker isn't what he was, but I still love watching Shocker, and I, I yeah, he really he stays around. It's man. funny because um, if you look at him now, the last couple of years he was horrible, mm-hmm. and like he's not that good right. now. But it's like at least he's not horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Presence. Like, there's no. some, there's a lot of worse wrestlers now. Like, he's not the elite type of wrestler he was when no, he was younger. No, no, no. Yeah. But now he's like, yeah, kind of in that middle. Yeah, like I wouldn't even call him a guilty pleasure. 
he's not what he was, but he still has this awesome presence. Yeah. And uh, um, it's like I said, Lucha isn't meant for you know, like non-speaking roles like in the states, but uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've mentioned this on probably half our podcast, but when he was the corner man for uh, the junior yeah and the and that and all those oh man Busca. I thought he uh, he came close to stealing the show from yeah. the man yeah so he should be I mean it should be a good match I mean La Mascara is very bland but I mean mm-hmm. what are you gonna do you gotta see I kinda look at it this way like La Mascara has to be in trios or tag team matches right with the other guys to actually mean something because he's the only one of the and three. And he's still going to be a third week. Yeah, because he's the only one of the three who can't be a singles. Mm-hmm. Like, La Sombra and Rush can work singles. Yes. They could do that stuff. And it's like, you got to throw in La Mascara somewhere. So. And then the main event is Atlantis versus Ultimo Guerrero in a mass match. Probably the the biggest match since... Um, <coughs> wow, since Viano 3 Viano versus, versus Atlantis. Atlantis. Yeah. Two, was that 2000? 2000, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. It... It's funny. I I think back on last year. How and that was that was what everybody expected last year, which yeah. is another reason. But as soon as they said there was going to be a, a, a two more people in the yeah like two the, more people, I said I I thought right away that it's not it's gonna not going to be them. <laughs> and I thought either they're doing the stupidest thing in the world or the, the most brilliant thing. Well, you know where I think they really screwed up mm-hmm. was the tag match. Cause remember the tag match was really short. Oh, it was like, like, like five minutes. Yeah. Maybe? And it's like, that's not what the fans went to go see. I mean, they yeah. should have done something where they, like, made Atlantis Ultimo Girl look like they were going to maybe win. Well, they, I think they won, didn't they? Because that's the... They yeah, the, the losers Yeah, the losers had to go. Yeah, or yeah. whatever, however it was. But had they made it look like these guys were actually there for, like, more than five minutes, it would have meant more. Yeah, and it is almost almost like saying, oh, let's do a quick match so these guys have their energy for the match. Yeah. You know, and it's just... Yeah, I... I I, enjoy, I mean, I because they just the killed the rest of the show afterwards. Yeah. With a, and it was a good match. It was good matches afterwards. Yeah, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed the show. But I think that's because I was expecting something like this to happen. Yeah. And I thought, uh, well, I, I I thought if they don't do the mask versus mask next year, they're really stupid. Yeah. And if they do the mask versus mask next year, we'll see if st- people will still buy it. And it sounds like yeah. they they're buying it. It's yeah, it's, it's gonna there's still out. there's still some tickets, but you know how it is. It's a walk in. Yeah, there's a lot of room for people who can walk in. Yeah, late. Well, from what I what I've heard is everybody's saying they're anticipating paying one of the biggest gates. Yeah, yeah. in a long time. Well, I mean, they're charging like a lot just to sit front row. You know, and you're, that, you're going that's... you're going like a hundred percent from. From what you pay every other Friday, yeah, hundred percent to sit in the now, same seat. Did they seat. ever jack up prices before? For I think they have. Yeah, yeah, I think they have. But this is like concert it's, it's prices. Usually, but it's usually it's they, for the anniversary. They do that all the time. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's like, eh, you know, that's that's just the once in a lifetime type of type, type of show. So yeah, you're. And that's this why, might, you know, even if for some reason Terror.com crashed, I'd be content just knowing it's going to be on video. It's just... Well, you know, that match should be... Such a great it sucks because now in Japan they don't show the whole show like they used to. Remember, they used to have, yeah. like, the a two-hour version of the show. They don't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. They might this year. I don't know. But um, at least you have TV Azteca and Fox Sports who will air, like, part of the show. Yeah. and I, I th- It I sucks because was... if you don't see certain show matches, but I think if, if it's on Terra, it'll be... Everybody. Well, and we've talked about this, and I remember <coughs> even uh, Steve Sims was talking about this in the podcast. Terra has a much better track rate than the iPay-per-views. Yeah, yeah, they do. I mean, considering how bad the AAA 
like pay per views have been like just hard to get yeah, a hold I of. I felt so bad for you that day when yeah, you I was like, man, yeah. fuck. <laughs> um, well, you know the the thing here, like. I think the the matches. This is probably the first card. Like I think last year, I would have been more upset if it didn't mm-hmm. work. Yeah. But this year, it's like, I think the top three, like the top three matches, are really what I want to watch. Yes. I could live without. I mean, I've seen I've seen some of this stuff before. You know what? Lame undercards don't bug me. It's not it's not a bad yeah. undercard. I'm not saying it's a bad undercard. It's yeah. just like I don't really need to see the women's match. <laughs> yeah. Oh, watch because Amapola. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I like I the know, women this in this. Crazy, but, but I just love yeah. Amapola. You're still depressed because Princessa. Blanca's retired. I am bummed yeah. about that. Yeah. Yes, yes. I hope she comes out of retirement sometime. But yeah. So, who are you picking to win the mass match, Atlantis or Ultimo Girl? I don't know if they're messing with our heads. Uh, I think it's going to be Atlantis. The interesting thing is winning. Atlantis winning. Winning. Yes, yes. Now the interesting thing <coughs> is in one of the cities is at Guadalajara. They're actually having a singles match between the two of them. Yeah, today. Now. I almost wonder if that's some way to... They're booked, they're booked, like, from now, well, ever since, like, they announced it, all the way through the end of September. Mm-hmm. They're booked in singles matches everywhere, basically. Okay, so th- this isn't the only single match they'll have before the... Uh, no, like, it, no, actually, not, no, because on Thursday they're having a singles match also. I wonder if it's a way to just mess with the heads to have one of them go over really strong... And they're just, they're booking it, like, well, you know, they're doing that because that's what they do, like, for every, like... After a big show, because mm-hmm. after that it's like, oh, I get to see this guy unmasked. Oh, but so I it's mean, like, before, it's like, like, no, I know, like yeah. before and after. Either way, it's like, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, the thing I'll say about CMLL is, I really dug the swerve they did when uh, Blue Panther lost his mask. Yeah. Everybody thought that was was that was that, a, was that just a singles match? It was yeah. like, yeah, right. Yeah, that was a yeah. singles match, and and it's like. Everybody thought it was going to be one of these walks in the park. Yeah. Where, you know, well, everybody just happen. picked, oh, Blue Panther's going to win because it was Viano 5. It's yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. I thought. It's like Viano 5. I mean, cashing in the match. Yeah. Let's go home now. And uh, I'm surprised Viano 4 hasn't cashed it in. Yeah. I would, like, like I always thought, like, if I was booking this whole thing ever since last year when Volador Jr. lost, I always thought, well, won't they bring in Viano 4, have him drop his mask to, mm-hmm. like, one of these guys to make him stronger? And then, like, towards... Then you build up to whoever the younger guy is. Yes. Like, in two years, the younger yes. guy wins. The, the, the guy who actually won all these masks. Yeah. But it's... Eh. It's like it's like if this is what... With what they did with last year's show, the uh, the tease, uh, and, you know, on the tag team, and then no Atlantis, no Ultimo Guerrero in the main. If they were planning that far ahead for this, then I'll say... That was one brilliant move. If, yeah. If, if I don't know if that was the plan or if they were just trying to get all their ducks in a row or probably just move. wanted more money. <laughs> yeah. But it, 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 I yeah I and I, I'm probably living in dreamland here, but I remember uh, uh, people telling me you know back when I first started learning about the business and stuff that Vince McMahon would plan you know senior would plan uh, runs way ahead of time like he knew that he's going to bring back like Pedro Morales in 10 months and he had planned exactly how long he'd stay there yeah. what he'd get the intercontinental belt and apparently he knew he knew what worked what, what plans would work for the future so I, what? I don't think promoters really do that anymore but I, I guess I'm kind of in fantasy land thinking that people still think that way sometimes so if you, if you think Atlantis is going to win what do you think he's going to do like beyond this 
I think he'll stay. Do you think he'll defend? Is it? Is he going to headline that next year? I yeah, don't no, sure. Headline, but the mask. I mean, he's going to drop his mask at some point. Um. Or you don't really think he's going to do? Yeah, that? he'll drop it. I picture him dropping it. When? Next well, year. Well, again, if they're planning, uh, like I because I mean they're planning every year, so I'm guessing yeah. there's going to be a mask or a hair. Mask. Yeah, I think he'd put somebody over, you know, he's like seen, beat Atlanta, beat Ultimo Girl, and then like maybe drop his mask to like Sombra or yeah, Rush. Yeah, yeah, put your, give somebody a little yeah. extra push to the top. Yeah, because I, I keep thinking Ultimo Girl might win it, and I don't know how he's aged, but uh, yeah. I mean I remember meeting Atlantis, and it. In fact, I remember Bill Anderson, I and I said like, "What's this dude wearing a mask for? He has like he had like you know movie star good looks." Yeah. Yeah, well, you know the thing is like I I, I keep thinking Ultima Girl would win, mm-hmm. but then like now the more that they've been like pushing him more and more, now I'm thinking Atlantis is going to be the one that ends up winning, and then he'll end up losing to Sombra or right. Rush. It's always been my thought that Atlantis would win, but um, I can't say I put a lot of reason into it. I just yeah yeah, it's just one of those things that you just think might happen. Yeah. It's like, this and, is actually one of those matches where you don't really know who's going to win or lose. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if CML ever does this. Now, they wouldn't do it for something this long ahead of time. Because I, I know Pena sometimes wouldn't even tell the wrestlers who was going to lose. I, I, that almost screwed... That screwed up with... Um, that happened with um, Heavy Metal and Jerry Estrada. Yeah, Jerry... Did, yeah. I, if I'm, I heard that... Uh, he told Heavy Metal at the last minute that he was going to drop his hair and, and he, he threw, threw a, a fit. fit. Yeah. 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 And Jerry Estrada ended up having to... Was it Jerry Estrada that dropped his hair? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess... I guess uh, Costas was <coughs> enough that... Um, that they just said, okay, we'll have Jerry Estrada on <laughs> so. Hey, it's weird to think he's a Costas. It doesn't seem like something somebody... In the he made the PWI family. 500, did you see? I was reading that. I was looking because because um, one of the Lucha World members handles. Well, I should, I should just say it. Chris Zellner handles okay. the the PWI five hundred, like the Lucha stuff. He sends it in. Now, one of the things with PWI is that when you send a list, I've done it before. I've sent a list before. Mm-hmm. One of the things that, as we're smart fans, we think as smart fans, right. so we rate guys based on how we think. I think some of the, like, Cubs fan has done it also, mm-hmm. and they would rate guys based on how good they are as workers, but everybody has a different view on who's number one, who's number two, and I kind of, I would do it in a way where I would put, like, certain guys who are getting pushed mm-hmm. at the top, but apparently they don't want that. They want you to put the guys who are name value or have, um, who hold titles. So you always see Blue Demon Jr., yes. um, Terrible. Who's the uh, Tejano Junior High because they're the champ, the world champions for the promotions. Mm-hmm. But then, like, they'll have these really awkward guys. Like, the basically what I do is I I would only pick like 35, 40 guys because mm-hmm. not any of the. There's no point in writing fifty or sixty. Just go yeah. with thirty five or forty because that's all it's going to get in. So um, I would put in like thirty five guys. I would always make sure I had to have like four or five indie guys on there. Yes, they would never make it. <laughs> <laughs> but heavy metal. Blue Demon Jr., all these other guys would make it. And it's like, I didn't even pick these guys. Yeah, well, the same thing. Remember when so then, uh, Kevin Kleinrock used to ask us for our... Uh, yeah, well, that's that's where I would do it. That, that's that's why he would ask you for that. Yeah, and and, and I could always tell his response uh, was like, well, that's an, some interesting choices. Yeah, because he already like, knew more or less. It was a, it was an uphill battle. You're not going to get... Uh, yeah, so, so I always wondered why they kept asking me. Yeah, so it's like... <laughs> so, um, so he... 
I was looking through the, the list and Heavy Metal was on it. And I'm like, how is Heavy Metal? I, that I can't. In 2014, I mean, and I'm pretty sure he didn't write that guy's name in there. I'm thinking somebody else put him in it. Maybe they told Heavy Metal. Unless there's a different Heavy Metal. Or maybe they told Heavy Metal he wasn't in. He threw a fit and Jerry Estrada said, yeah, maybe, my maybe. spot. <laughs> maybe he paid Chris to be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, we should be talking about um, Lucha Underground. Yes, this has been one of the most interesting yeah, we, topics. We're, we we were we're thinking of going to one of these shows. Yes, we might not be able to talk about the show be, after because yeah. we'll probably have we to. We might sign. not even be able to get into it. Yeah, because and because we might not, we might have to sign paper, a yeah. paper or something that doesn't the non disclosure. So we'll have to be ixnay until the show. Yeah, matters. although we'll probably say it anyways. It, now, <laughs> explain why we were not at all excited about going, but now we are. Well. The, they were. They've been planning this for at least two years. Well, Conan told us about this in 2012. I think. Yes. So, but that was like that was three years. That that I think it was. When did they start talking about this? Finally, it was last year, right? This actual incarnation, I I can't remember. I just remember them talking about AAA coming here for so long. Yeah. But the El Rey Network thing, I probably reason like the last probably last, last year, year. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So um. They basically started... I know in January they started talking about, like, the name and all these, like, trying to get legal, everything legal down. They're trying to come up with a name. They came up with the... They had three different names. They ended up with Lucha Underground, which, I mean, is fine. And, um... And then, like, as this... They basically started in January. And then, like, they kept saying that they were going to start in the summer. I think in June I asked, hey, when is this show going to start? And nobody would talk about it. Right. July came. I asked again, hey, when is this show going to start? Nobody brought it up. Conan started talking less about it. And then, like, August, all of a sudden, you hear Conan went to a PWG show with um, a, a group of people. And all of a sudden, you, like, I think, what, the week the week after um, the Battle of Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, they announced that they were going to, they, they put flyers at that show. Right. And basically, like, they were starting, like, to get everybody to sign contracts, all these wrestlers to sign contracts, like immediately within a week, they're gonna start taping in um, September sixth, September seventh. Now those contracts look like a boa constrictor. Yeah, so per- just squeezing you uh, <coughs> out of any yeah, so to do outside. I think shows. basically what ended up happening, and I, I don't know, because Ricochet is apparently gonna stop um, doing some other shows. Hmm. There's something up with that, so I'm guessing maybe they really are gonna like force that wow they're, they're gonna have to Somebody be exclusive like ricochet i hope they're i hope he's getting compensated oh i think he well, probably is okay. but i mean it's it's funny because they were they were gonna bring in triple a wrestlers <laughs> the first set of tapings came out and the first like the first show i think was all chavo guerrero jr mm-hmm. where it basically was him wrestling like a, a like a, an early match then he would like he came in and helped somebody and then like attacked that person Second show was like more Chavo Guerrero Jr. and everybody's like, "Man, this is just the Chavo Guerrero Jr. show." And where's maybe all the- they were watching old Mike LaBelle tapes and saw all three brothers being pushed at once and thought, "Oh, that's how you do wrestling." Yeah. So then it's like it's like where's all these AAA guys? Then we find out that their their visas their visas hadn't cleared. So um, oh, that's why. Yeah. So then um, I wasn't aware of that. That happened the week after. Mm-hmm. The week after the, the Reese's cleared, and then last weekend, this past weekend, um, they finally showed up. Cool. Phoenix, Drago, and Pentagon Jr. were all at the show. Wow. They had nice. a very good three-way match. Um, what else did they have? They brought in Mascarita Sagrada. I don't know if it's the AAA one mm-hmm. or if it was the one that lives here. Okay. Because there's a couple of midgets that live in this area, like the wrestlers, like the 
the luchadors. I've never I think, seen anybody with a <laughs> on the street. That's well, you know what? I think they get more. Um, they do a lot of. I, I'm guessing they do TV and stuff. Probably, here. yeah. Yeah. So, and then there was um, who else? I think Mariachi Loco worked that show too. Ah. Remember we saw him at yep, the. I remember that. He was under a different gimmick at the show that we were. I can't were. remember what name it was. I, I loved because there are four. We rest- can't say it because it's a, it was a kayfabe. That's right. It's a big kayfabe. Yeah, thing. we can't yeah. say anything. All I can say was. is they all say is all four of them had a great classic luchador look. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually, I actually liked it better than their regular gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, you know it was weird because those four guys. I mean, well, now we can't. Talk. Now we, yeah. do, we, do we have? To, can we talk about it or not? <laughs> you know, we've been so vague, let's just not talk about it anymore. Just say we saw two luchadors under different gimmicks. Like that actually, that their different gimmicks were better than. Yeah. And we won't say where we saw um, those, so, so that's all we'll say. So basically, they, they're they taking this week off. This weekend, they're mm-hmm. not doing tapings, and then they're doing next weekend. So yes. we thought we would go to the next tapings. Yes. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. We're going to try to get a bunch of people to go. Yep. And we're all gonna wear um, lucha mask. Not just kidding. No, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I'll go on eBay and see. If- Kurt is gonna dress as Lucky Pierre <laughs> and see if he can get booked. Actually, I was supposed no, to. No, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go. I on- was gonna um, tweet um, Conan uh-huh. and tell him that you wanted um, ISIS to be on the, the Yeti to be on the show. Um. Yeah. What can we? You still asking? But he, I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think he's well enough. I don't think he's um, answering a lot of twi- uh-huh. tweets. He's. Because of the the injuries and Conan, the, if you're listening, the surgery he had, I'll let her squash me. Yeah, so um, I'll let her step on me. Yeah, so she'll smack me as long as people are watching. As long as people watch my humiliation, I'll be happy. Yeah, that's so, all I'm asking. So they're they're basically doing more lucha on the show now. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's very they, cool. Yeah, so we are going to try to. Uh, it was funny because people complained about all the stuff, and if you read the observed, have you have you read the issue where they? Where they, they went over the yeah, where they the talked about yeah and all and everything yeah yeah, yeah. and he talked about how, and he talked about how there was no AC at the show yes so then Matt Stryker tweets out there's AC at this week or like <laughs> and I was like oh they must have been fixing a lot of stuff I was gonna say AC right now for those of you who are not in Southern California oh, God. this has been wicked I mean I'm sure this is nothing compared to people who live in Nevada or Arizona they're probably laughing at us right now but I oh mean, no dude here it's been like yeah, 100 yeah. degrees like every single day yep. We were at two lucha shows this past weekend, and we were basically dying. And actually, the first show we weren't that it wasn't, it wasn't that, that bad because it was night. Nice. It was an evening. Yeah. And but the the show, the legend show. I mean, geez, it wasn't that bad in certain parts. Like you could get away with it. And what was weird? I was so nervous in my match that I didn't even notice the heat. Yes. Uh, I was nervous because for the third year in a row, I was the oldest man in a six man tag. I love how I was telling <laughs> I was telling Dan Farron about mm-hmm. um. How you wanted to work a match where you were the, not the oldest, but I'm, but I'm somewhere in, age, yeah, someone so your age, with them. yeah, and it's like, with them. so we'll, we'll talk about that next. So, yeah, we'll um, talk about that. Um, I would like to talk. Yeah, because I think Lucha Underground, we really don't know much about because we haven't gone, but um, they they basically using like all these um WWE guys and. The AAA guys, I mean... Oh, they brought in Hijo del Fantasma, who's going to be a, another gimmick. Very cool. It was funny because somebody asked me about it, like, so why is he using a different gimmick? And I go, well, you know, Fantasma, Phantom, um, mm-hmm. is a... I think it's a DC Comics character. It might be. And I, I told him, I don't think he can use that. 
gimmick. You could get away with it in the 90s because it wasn't, people weren't so, um... Well, if you're doing it on a smaller scale, too... Well, no, because Global Wrestling had um, his dad wrestle. I remember that. Remember that? Wrestle Bill Irwin. Yeah. <laughs> I that, remember that. Seriously. Isn't that interesting? Wasn't that, like, at 1, a, 1 p.m.? Like, it, it was at 1... Yeah, yeah. You show up from work or from school and, and I stuff. remember that because, uh... Oh, what were the people's names who did that? Joe, Joe Pettacino and Scott um, Scott Hudson and Bonnie Black Bonnie. Bonnie Blackstone. And I remember. Uh, Don't you remember? I remember the first time I heard Bonnie Blackstone was Joe Pettacino's wife. I was like, "Holy shit, that guy has game!" Man. Yeah. Man. <laughs> yes. Yes. How the well, fuck? Well, what's what's funny is I remember a lot of people held him in high regard, and then just because he was married to Joe. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, but I guess I guess they they. Thought he's a pretty straight shooter, and you know, correct. You know, I took that show. If I'm wrong, if I'm wrong, forgive me. But I think he he uh, made up a story that he had a lot more financial backing that he did. Yeah, uh, he had the Africa. Africa. He was one of the first people to use the Africa, the millionaire connection. Yes, yes. I think the South African or something like that. It was really sad. As about two years ago, somebody scammed. an old roller derby star out of about 30 grand. Really? Uh, doing one of those uh, uh, backing in Africa. Uh, and, you know, That's uh, going to happen to Jarrett. <laughs> it could happen to anybody. <laughs> um, it's it, it's, it's, it's uh, wrestling and roller derby's version of the Nigerian prince. You know what I dug about Global was like they would do that one little update where they would talk about wrestling from other places. Joe Pettison would talk about yes. like um, WWE. Yes. And I was mm-hmm. like, man, he stopped doing that afterwards. But like there was a period where he would talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I always dug that, like for whatever. That was reason. cool. That yeah. was cool. But Phantasma was on that show. I remember. That. I remember that. I was I like, man, Phantasma. I remember that. Uh, I just dug his look. I was like, oh, holy shit, this guy looks awesome. And it was one of those because he was still pretty good back then, wasn't he? Well, still? and also with Bill Ir- Irwin, you know, the, there are two different styles, and you could see he could work well with a different style. Yeah. I mean, not everybody can do that. Yeah, I was like, I although, was, although Luchadorius and Americans worked a lot better with each other. For, from my memory in the 70s and in the 80s he didn't disappoint. style clash came he didn't, he didn't disappoint me like Mil Mosteros yeah <laughs> Mil Mosteros sucked you do what I want says Mil Mosteros I remember when I saw I think when I saw him in world class he was like cause guys they had Mexicans on that so it was mm-hmm. like he was still pretty good in that but then when he did the WCW match with um, Cactus Jack I was like oh god this I, you believe it or not I never saw you that. never saw that yeah oh. Cause Cactus, and I like Cactus Jack. That dude was like, when he was young, he was like, oh man, god, man, yeah, oh god, really yeah. good. And he, he just had the crazy look. So oh, he was, had it down perfectly. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Let me talk briefly about the Legend Show that we, we went should to. talk about the first show we went to, the Friday show. Oh, the Friday, the Fusion Actually, Wrestling you Show. You didn't wrestle that day, so no, I didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, every other week, Fridays. Fusion Pro Wrestling. You know, we'll put some more in. I don't. Have- but we almost got killed on a tope. So That's that right. was who did the tope? Was uh, it Profeta? Cyber Rams? Cyber Rams. Okay. He hit a tope on um, Profeta Junior. That's right. That's right. Because yeah, and, and he like took the bump on us. Yeah, and we nearly got killed on the tope. Although Kurt ran, like Kurt ran like a little chicken, you know. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Fredo caught him. I but caught him. He reached out his hand. I went. I him. I went like, are you okay? Actually, I, I did do that. <laughs> Superboy son caught me. That's right. I almost, That's not a joke, too. His yeah, 13-year-old I, yeah, son. 13 year old son. Fredo. Yeah. That should tell you how, yeah. how, how... Well, actually, he's pretty ripped. The kid's pretty ripped for... He's 13 years old, and... He's got a, he's got a young man, like... He does, yeah. he does. I mean, in the face, he definitely looks 13, yeah. but when you're, you see him move around stuff, he looks more like a 16, like, you know, he can get ready for junior varsity. He really, like... They have that little segment intermission where all the kids are jumping mm-hmm. in the ring. 
as the kids as they're getting the kids out of the ring he did this little spot where he just did a little flip in the ring and I was like holy shit it was a really good flip. I remember you telling yeah, me that. Yeah, it was and, really good. Uh, Looking uh, forward to him wrestling. At yeah, some definitely. Point. I've, I've yeah. been hearing people I know who've seen him work out said that he's almost has it in the genes. Wow. You know, just well, it's, his two older brothers his two are older really brothers. good. It's so funny how the how the two older brothers, <coughs> like I said before, they look like every time I see them together, I remember the assassins, Tom Ernesto and Jody Hamilton. You know, and of course they don't know who they were. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're like, oh, see, thank you. And you see his youngest son, and he doesn't look like anybody in the family. Yeah. He, you know. Uh, yeah, the fusion shows are really fun. Oh, I, I, we got to bring up what happened at the show before that, where uh, during La Galosa's match, for those of you who obviously have not seen Galosa, he's does a Lucky Pierre-like gimmick. He has yeah, a, exotico. a pink, yeah, pink bodysuit with a mask and everything, and he works the gimmick beautifully. You know, he's a little green, but works the gimmick well. Uh, well, in the middle of his match, it was a tag match. I can't remember who they were working with, but we look at the door of the little arena. Oh, this was last, like, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, a couple it? of weeks ago. No, not this last yeah, year, but okay, the one okay. before. There's three firefighters uh, standing at the doorway, and the first thing I think is, oh dear, zoning restrictions, shows shutting down. And they're just standing there looking like they're just kind of enjoying it, and then I, I can't remember who it is, but somebody came up to Superboy uh, and said, um, Firefighter City got to close the show down. Goes, oh, okay. No, I'm just kidding, they're not. And yeah. So Superboy, but Superboy went up to kind of talk to him and just kind of make them yeah. feel welcome, hoping they'd be cool. and uh, you, know, they, you know, they weren't there to bust it or anything. They just noticed there was wrestling and were just kind of taking a look. And they, they said, uh, well, hey, can we get in the ring and just kind of wrestle around? And he goes, yeah, get in the ring. So they got in the ring. And then uh, I can't remember who it was who put two, the, one of the security put, yeah, two, put chairs two chairs in there. Yeah. And then Galosa comes into the ring and gives them both lap dances and starts <laughs> kissing them. And I give a great salute to our firefighters because they were totally cool. Yeah, they were cool. They, they were funny. They gave the kids stickers and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was really yeah. neat. <laughs> yeah, you know, the only thing is that those matches, the, the main events are wild at these shows. They are. Like, Superboy's wife was trying to get these guys to stop, like, doing all this, like, chair shots and everything. I was well, like, the my re- God. And the reason they do the chair shots, they got to pay for those chairs. Yeah. This is a shoestring budget. Yeah, and it's Man. like... People, when you work, work for promoters and you know they can't afford much, a Cerro Dorado man, I yes. mean, that dude is like just. And he's the, like a longtime friend of his. Chair shots, thinking? like the chair shots like are crazy. Yeah. I'm guessing he probably pays for it, but it's like I it, hope so. It's like man, like poor guys. Like these are the type of shows that, like, if you hate chair shots mm-hmm. or you think they're very like unsafe or anything, you probably should. Like, be kind but of one like, thing I'll say, you know, of course, it's like just a little place and it's yeah. a small crowd. Just a wild, but brawl. it's a passionate crowd. Yeah, people who go there love yeah. old school lucha. That's crazy, and though. it's something. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll say, you know, the opening bouts are coming. You know, guys are pretty hit or miss. Green. They're hit or miss. They're hit or miss. Yeah. But there's always at least one really, really good match well, and a few good matches. This past show had um that those two guys, Sean Black versus um Oh, what's Cre- the kid's name? I can't remember. The name was Biagio Biagio Crescenzo. Yeah, Crescenzo. That was an awesome match. Biagio Crescenzo. Pretty good. Um yeah. I think that guy's training at Joey's. He is, yes. I don't know if he's trained by Joey or well, actually I don't know if he's trained there, but I've seen him wrestle. I, yeah, he's before. wrestled there, so 
He's pretty Which good. Which another great promotion to check out is yeah. uh, uh, the Santino's. Santino Brothers. Those are very, very good shows. Yeah. Sean Black is pretty good, too. That guy's awesome. They, st- they started giving him the chocolate, chocolate chant. <laughs> I know, both times. Poor guy. I Poor know. guy. He just knows, hey, you're black, you're going to get hey, the chocolate. Hey, Mexican crowd, you know, Mexican crowd, yeah, before. chocolate. Or if you're a white guy, they're going to call you a gringo or whatever. Or Guero. Guero yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, so then Sunday, we went to the Legend Show where Kurt Brown got to wrestle as Vandal Drummond. Yes, I did. Yeah. Technico Vandal Drummond. It's weird. There wasn't a... Well, you know, it was... What was it like 108 degrees out there? It was, but you know what? I, it was hot. No, but I'm saying because that was that, that's why there wasn't as many as oh, many yeah, people. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. There, it was that. Did also, you, did you see on Observer they mentioned that you got a, a plaque? I was really tickled. Did you send that? No, probably. I didn't. You probably sent that. No, the only thing I sent was some results. So it must have been Dan. Then. It must have been Dan that yeah. sent it. No, I was. Really, in fact, he just texted me a little bit ago to see if I saw it. Yeah, because I thought I thought, man, Kurt, he's so full of himself. <laughs> Sending that stuff It's like Everybody got a plaque I got a plaque Everybody got a plaque yeah. I got one I, I got one I was like standing there Like what the Actually, should You come to all these shows I know I should get a plaque Yeah I should get an award They had extras <laughs> <laughs> It is really nice That they would yeah. do that It was I cool mean, Like there was a lot of Like who was there Um and Gran Colosa was there in attendance. Gran Colosa was there. He was um, in attendance. He, he just had knee surgeries. Yeah, I know. Because somebody was asking me what, that he looked yeah. bad. And I go, and Dan was telling me that he looked he looked bad. And I go, I go, no, I think I saw him like a couple of weeks ago and he was walking fine. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, yeah. Just, it's just recuperation yeah. time. Yeah. Because no, we saw him at um, Superboy show, wasn't it? Yes, we did. At, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the last, not this past one, but the one before. Yeah. yeah. The, the firefighter one. Yes, yeah. the firefighter. Show. Yeah, That's the firefighter. What That's what we're calling it. Um, <laughs> no, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the shows each year—it's just like a, a good old boy reunion. And what's really unique about the lucha scene in Los Angeles is, uh, I, I, I could picture communities like this throughout Mexico, like yeah. in smaller, you know, in regional promotions and stuff. But I can't think of a of a promotion in the states yeah. where. So many wrestlers have stayed connected for like generations, like since the early seventies. And some of their grandkids are wrestling, their children, even a few daughters. Ku Klux Klan, the women, the girls that were with him, I guess some of his daughters, really attractive for an ugly guy because he looks kind of ugly underneath the mask. I don't know what he looks like. Does he look? Is he ugly? Is he an an ugly? (laughs) The best looking. Yeah. Okay. Nice. You don't want to. You don't want to. Well, it would help if he didn't. If he didn't uh, get gold fillings in his teeth that said KKK. <laughs> no, it doesn't help. I love. I love how he's the KKK and he's like the most Mexican-looking dude in the world. Like, yes. Yes. Exactly. I love that. Exactly. That's funny. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm like, man. I. I uh, yeah. I know. There I, were more. I noticed there were more, more white people at the show too. There was like there at was, least yes. there was at least five white people mm-hmm. at this show. And, and we, we met a few people. Our, our friends. I tried to get the, all the white people to start a, a, a white power chant for oh the God. for the KKK guy, but they they kind of refused. They refused. There was the no firefighters would have closed that. Yes, down. yes. I tell you, I tell you, the firefighters would have closed it down. Oh yeah, well our that was uh, horrible. At our friend show. Zachary, who we see at the Fusion yeah. Wrestling Show, awesome guy who is you know supporting a lot of the indie lucha. Yeah. And gal named Lisa Gruber, who's I friended on Facebook recently. Was she the photographer? Yes, yes. Oh. Very nice gal. And uh, it's funny because these last two shows, the first show they just had me be a Technico, but the last two shows I said, please, Technico, because I was so scared. What if they 
decided, oh, you're Rudo, we'll team you with a KKK. <laughs> no, even if it's a work, I'm not doing that. It would have been perfect. And why actually, are you guys? Why are you guys so anti KKK? <laughs> you white people. Why are you hate the? <laughs> why do you hate your fellow white person? Yeah, I just thought it was funny because he comes out throwing tortillas and stuff. <laughs> yes, fun. yes, yes. I always would. I'd love to know. How he came up with that game? A lot of people, well, I know where he got it from. Where did you? Uh, Ciclo Negro used to do that. Mm. But, I mean, they're working in the Mexican. I mean, what does that have to do with the Mexicans anyways? KKK, were they like against... KKK, it's everybody who's... Yeah, but I'm still like, it's not like... Was it common? Like, Not... That was more of a a Southern type of thing. It was Southern, but uh, you could ask Dan Farron when he lived in... Why why should I ask Dan Farron about this? Well, because he's a wizard. (laughs) I mean, mean, he's bright, he's brilliant, he knows about sociology and that kind of... No, when he lived in Riverside in the early 70s, he said it was a little... A little unsettling to go into a liquor store and seeing <coughs> a community bulletin board that there will be a meeting of the Ku Klux Klan this Saturday oh, okay. night. So yeah, it did exist here, oh. not as prominent and stuff. I don't think, anyways. Yeah. But uh, the one that got over way better than Los KKK was in uh, nineteen eighty seven. They had. Uh, the Migra. Oh, yeah. That was huge. And that was huge everywhere. I think the same guy yeah, must have done the world In job. fact, the two, uh, an American guy and an Asian guy did the gimmick in, like, 81. Mm. Uh, in fact, we, we got to ask Superboy more uh, about those uh, the guys. Well, it, it was because it was an American guy who worked Hadco Plaza. I never knew of him doing anything else. Somebody said he eventually like, moved out of state, and I think he passed away in the last few years, but... Uh, that got good heat, but the great heat was the in 1987 when Hal Cohen and Hal Cohen 78. I'll never forget this. Physico and I were at the Olympic, and uh, yeah, Hal Cohen and Hal Cohen 78 face La Migra. Oh, really? And one of them I know was Superboy's brother, uh, Gustavo. I don't remember who the other one was. But the first thing they did is they grabbed the microphone and said in a very Mexican. accident voice. They tried their best. Yeah. They just said, good evening, wetbacks. <laughs> good, good evening, wetbacks. Yeah. And even though the, the fans knew damn well that they, they were... Uh, I love how this is the most racial show that we've done. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, totally. It's the totally. most racist show that we've done. Well, you know, when you think of it... It's wrestling. Wrestling, wrestling is very lots of stereotypical, and yeah. it was even more so in past decades. Yeah, you yeah. Know, this is the first. I mean, still a lot of stereotypes, but nothing compared to like when we were talking with Dan the other night. How somebody was complaining about stereotypes today in wrestling, and he sent them a photo of the Von Brauners and with their manager giving a Heil Hitler salute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Family TV in the seventies, yeah, the yeah. old days, but. No, I'll never forget. It's we had two devils at the show too. I forgot. Two we had Satan. Yeah, we had. Was In fact, it? I asked Dan to Photoshop a pic of me because I'm. I, Photoshop a pic of me trying to cure Satan of his uh, evil. Like I'm lecturing him. It like, wasn't Mr. Averno, because one of was Mr. Averno. The other day, the other Satan. There were two Satans. Two you didn't Satan. know that the one with the horns was Satan. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. No, I, I no, I only saw yeah. Satan. Oh, you didn't see the other guy, Mr. Averno. Yeah, didn't see him. Yeah. Kurt, um, Dan took a picture with Mr. Averno. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, I. Uh, I wanted him to take pictures with all of Satan, all the Satan. Like <laughs> Dan with yes, yes, just like just like <laughs> keep taking pictures with all Satan's. Come on, I love it. I love it. <coughs> he refused. But as soon as uh, that match in '87, as soon as they said "Good evening, wetbacks," shit started being thrown in the ring. Oh, jeez. And they beat uh, Halcon and Halcon '78 uh, clean. 
I I kid you not, there was so much stuff in the ring, it was almost ankle deep. They brought back for a rematch two weeks later. And this was the last show, the Olympic Auditorium closed down for, I think, seven or eight years. Wow. And that was the very last event held there. And what did they do with that event? I thought, oh, of course they're going to put over Halcon and Halcon 78. No. <coughs> they had... Halcon 78 do a stretcher job for La Migra and even wow. more crap was I thought those dudes are all four of them are brave yeah yeah this crowd was this wasn't just generic heat well they're having fun I mean they but they knew damn well those guys were Latino but I yeah. mean they were throwing stuff at them to like hurt them yeah <laughs> but that was the most uh, over as far as a racial gimmick I've seen in independent wrestling so back to the legend show. Yeah, legend show. We should show. probably I should mention the first match that she didn't you weren't you weren't you were in the second match, right? Yes. The first match. Um I don't remember who was in the match, but there was this one guy who was doing a tope and he ended up being landing oh, short yes. and falls like this. I've never seen anybody fall like this live. I've seen guys miss topes, mm-hmm. but it's usually because they trip or something or yeah. something happens. But this guy landed short, so the guy basically was standing like maybe like Four feet away from the ring, and the guy just falls flat, flat on the on the on the on the floor. Like it wasn't even like him like missing, like grabbing the guy. You know, missing part yeah. of it. It was just like him falling flat. Oh. And I was like, oh my god! You just see like Superboy's kids going over to check on check on him, and like yeah. a couple of other people, and then they're like, yeah, he's fine, he's fine. <laughs> and then you know, Dan, Dan turns to me and he's like, he's like, I think we've just seen our first death of the night. <laughs> And I was like, yes, yes. Amazingly, I didn't the night of a, after the match. Yes, because and I thought, and after I told you, I was like, man, good thing I didn't tell you. Like, I didn't run over and tell you because sometimes I'll do this like at shows. Yeah, like there's something that happens, I'll go to I'll go to the back and I'll talk her. Kerr, you gotta, you should have seen this match or like something. <laughs> Although I've stopped, I used to do that when we first started uh-huh. going to shows, like because I had more access back then. Right. With incredibly strange and all these other AWS when you would like when we would be, yeah. be at those shows. But now it's like Well, the only reason with Fusion it is cuz the dressing rooms are so Yeah, small. yeah. And, just don't want yeah, and then I don't want the them show. to be calling me Physico and stuff. <laughs> Although now I, I accept it. Yeah. Every yeah. everybody mistakes Fredo for Physico. For so he's Physico Nuclear yeah. Segundo. Yeah, so that's that's now our whole thing now. That's right. So then your match came up afterwards and you were tagging with um Toxic and Toxic Luchador and um, uh, who was the other Hepcat I teamed with? I have no uh, idea. This is this was a, a lucha group. Oh, that we're oh not it's Ray Volcan. Ray Volcan. That's right. Yeah. We just saw him like a couple days yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we wrestled Lestat, Black Mamba, Black Mamba. Not to be confused with AAA wrestler Mamba. Different one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Molly's. Malice. Malice. Yes. Yes. He, we just saw him the Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, the reason I wanted it was to talk funny because um, Dan thought Black Mamba was um, a famous one, right? And I was like, no, I think you might be confusing it with the Exotico. Yeah, it's a whole different AAA. Black Mamba. That's because he's the famous one. Yeah, I go. This guy, I think he's kind of he's a local. Yeah, guy. he's a local guy who's kind of starting out and everything. Yeah, but or he's been around for a while. I don't know. What surprised me? Well, that's one of the things I liked is he. I wouldn't go as far to say he has clout, but all five of these guys wrestle a lot more frequently than I do. They're a lot younger than I am. Yeah. And uh, they were a little surprised well, when... Well, Lestat, I remember him wrestling Steve Payne, like, on those indie shows. Like, oh, that you, really? Yeah, you would see, like, online and stuff. Oh. Yeah, so he's been around for a while. Uh, well, uh, I actually thought when you were in the match uh-huh. that you were going to start with the big guy. 
with Black Mamba because it's like the bigger. I one. thought that would have made sense actually, but then like could have sold off. But I yeah, and then I thought, oh, it's gonna be that guy. Kurt's in trouble. <laughs> and then like when Lestat went in, I was like, okay, that guy's. No, I, well, yeah, I want to say that's what I want to say is when they were surprised when I said I was a technical, they mm. you know probably because they saw I'm an American guy, mm. it'd be easy, cheapy, but you know they're all talking the match and. Uh, I did anyone speak English or yeah okay yeah I think maybe only one Lestat Lestat spoke perfect English yeah. so did Mamba um, Ray Vulcan oh really yeah but they're all you know since they're comfortable they're all talking in Spanish yeah. and I'm just trying to follow never worked with these guys and the thing I'm thinking is like okay none of these guys are really my buddies so you're if, screwed <laughs> if they what yeah if they if if they want to just get in there and blow me up, they can do it yeah. easily. Because I think I think their first match with on these legend show was with like Mercurio Junior. Yeah, the very guys. first one was a six man that involved Mercurio and uh, Superboy's kids. Uh, yeah, his actually just one. one kid. Yeah, uh, Superboy, Superboy Junior. Junior. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the second show was with Superboy Junior and Indu, right? Yeah, it was me. It was uh, <coughs> me and Superboy Junior versus, versus Indu Junior. and Augie, yeah, uh, mercenary. Yeah, and. On this show, I'm just sitting there thinking, I think I'm going to look really bad here. <laughs> so I, I, and it was hot, my mouth was dry, and I was like, oh, this is going to be my worst match. And so when they finally looked at me and said, okay, here's what we're going to do, and I realized they were not going to have me do, not only going to have me do the final dive, because they did one of those finishes where everybody dies on yeah, each yeah, other out, yeah. and I was going to do the final one. But that I was going to get in there with Black Mamba and pin him clean. And I'm thinking, uh, are you sure you guys want to do this? I mean, this, you know. This is your place. Yeah, and he says, says, you know, he says, no, this match is for you. You Wow. Yeah, he says, you're going over in this. Wow. And he specifically asked me to, uh, you know, nail him with a move in the ring and then give him a plancha. Oh, you know, and I, I don't know if they know that I'm friends with Superboy or something or... Well, they know I you. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think know. they know you because you're probably... Well, you know what I was thinking? There may be, like, guys who might have seen you wrestle over the years. Possibly, Because you've yeah. been around for a yeah, while. Yeah, but... I mean, you, I, you, and they might know from, like, whoever runs yeah. their, the show. and they said something like, you know, we don't... We're not regularly here at the cafe and stuff like that. Oh, really? Because they're working that show. Like, yeah, but but I guess there he says we're not here all the time and, you know... Th- yeah, let's do this. And That's a legend show. So like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Maybe they knew how old I am. Yeah, yeah, like, you're you're the legend. But no, but no, they totally they totally took care of me in there. Because uh-huh. um, now I wrestle like once every couple of months. I don't yeah. train regularly. Uh, you know, I mean, I know what to do, but I am rusty. <clears throat> and uh, especially Lestat, Lestat just really just just carried me through. Uh huh. You know, moves that I used to be able to do in my sleep, but you know, he he's really good at improvising. I was expecting you to do like that Bolador Sombra spot where they like hit the ropes and like do like oh yes yes <laughs> a flip and everything. We weren't we weren't expecting that. Were the we? one thing I didn't tell them, <laughs> believe it or not, I'm probably the only luchador luchador who has never done a straight plancha to finish a match. I was surprised when you were telling us that afterwards that that was your first plancha. And I'm almost embarrassed to tell the reason why. Because I, I think oh, you've done a. Ju- a Plancha off the I, ropes, right? I've done the oh, I've done the plancha on the off outside the, off of the, the corner, ring. right? Yeah, as long as the person's standing up catching me, I feel comfortable. Yeah. Uh, or I, I did the dive outside of the ring. I did the pescado. The, yeah. I was supposed to do a plancha off the uh, turnbuckle, but 
they were far enough away that I thought, nah, I'm not going to reach them. So <laughs> I, I, I ad-libbed into the Piscato. But when I, uh, the only other time I've done the plancha <coughs> is when I've wrestled somebody who would move out of the way and mm-hmm. I'd crash land onto the mat. Uh-huh. But the reason I, I didn't do the plancha is I don't know why, but I was always scared I was going to mess up and hurt the person. Yeah, yeah. Even though everybody does it. And so I just got up there and says, well, here it goes. Please don't let me hurt him. <laughs> and I... It, I landed just as I had hoped. And yeah. The reason I'm going through this long drawn-out story is uh, kind of hanging around the indie scene, and I'm focusing a little more on the American indie scene in Southern California. I, I can't speak for indie scenes in other states and stuff like that. I mean, I'm talking regional stuff, not like the PWG where yeah, yeah, having yeah. Ricochet and, yeah, and people like that. It's guys who are like bigger names Yeah. Now. I see so many people fussing about getting themselves over. Yeah. And just not realizing, okay, you're wrestling in a small arena. Uh, Yeah, it's being videotaped, but I doubt anybody's going to be concerned if you went over in 10 years in uh, Northridge or Oxnard. You know, (laughs) I mean, you know, I'm I'm actually surprised (coughs) because, and for these guys who (laughs) probably. probably didn't know me from Adam. I, yeah. Maybe they recognized yeah. me, but, you know, and they knew I wasn't going to carry Well, Rainbow mask. Khan might know you. Wasn't yeah, that, he does know he me. He was actually. at that radio show, too. Yes, he was. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't he the one he that was. didn't talk? Yeah. He was. was he got, oh, my God. Was he wasn't funny right? is in the dressing room. He's very vocal. He's, he, really? I think he just got mic fright. Yeah. Yeah, I, when they put the microphone, he just looked, like, frozen almost. Really? Nice guy, but, I yeah, I think he just got mic fright. Oh. But, uh... You know, here's guys who, by all means, I should have been putting over, and like I said, uh, they could have they could have just made me sit in the corner, and not do anything, and just do the match themselves, or just blow me up to show me. Uh, much more talented than I am, but it was their idea to make me shine, yeah. and I want to thank them for that. And I, I mean, even though I know nobody would listen, anybody out there. You know, if you're gonna put somebody over, be proud to put them over. Yeah, make them know. look great. You know, and I it was refreshing to experience that. It's long, first time in a long time where somebody's like, oh, uh, you know, I don't want my thunder stolen. <laughs> look, I don't think Vince McMahon is spying on yeah, the building yeah, right yeah. now. Don't yeah. worry, your Vince, phone lines Vince are McMahon not packed by Titan Towers. Vince McMahon isn't in Oxnard looking for like exactly, next exactly CM Punk or John Cena or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not tapping your phone lines trying to find out if you're talented or um, not. He doesn't know you exist. Then you got an award right after, right? Mm-hmm. Right after that. Yeah, it was Which is everybody to what got. They did the first year. Yeah, I think they gave Bill Anderson an award like to start the show, right? Yeah, he was. He, they called him like the Padrino of yeah. the event, like yeah. the figurehead to honor. Mondo Guerrero, or was he? He didn't even show up. He was supposed to be there. I didn't think he would. <laughs> I didn't picture it. Uh, um, was supposed to be there. Oh, really? Because I yeah, yeah, they, they had, had him on the flyer. Yeah, I th- you know what? I think it right. It's probably the heat. Yeah, because it was hot. Out yeah, there. and people were like, man, who wants to spend a Sunday? Yeah. At- had a wrestling yeah, show. Yeah, but me, since I, I've been going to Hatco Plaza since 81, yeah. I, I get so excited about these shows each year. Yeah, you know, there was a lot of guys there. Um, Who else? Augie was there? Augie was there, yes. Kayam um, uh, and Enigma yeah, de Oro. Yeah, they were there. Uh, they had a battle royale, which some of the guys <laughs> were eliminated through the middle rope. <laughs> <laughs> 
So, Which we can forgive in there. Uh, older. Yeah, Mr. Averno was thrown through the middle rope, and I told Dan, man, he's not going to, that doesn't count. He should be winning this. And Dan's like, come on, he can't go over the top rope. I'm like, come on. He should be winning this, Mr. Verno, poor guy. I mean, yeah. just so poorly out of shape. Um, the guy who always impresses in these things, I don't know how he does it, is um, Enrique Medina. Oh, my Dynamic. God. That guy's amazing. That dude is freaking, like, if he was in Mexico, everybody would be talking about about him, like Charles Lucero, Black Terry, mm-hmm. Negro Navarro. This guy just has, like, amazing, like, stamina. No, you're right. Great worker. And, and I gotta tell you, I, um... I wish, I wish you could have seen him 20 years ago. Yeah. Oh my God, he was even better. Well, I'm sure when he first started, he must have been really good. Yeah, like, I mean, I think he had been, if I was going to guess, when I first saw him in 93, around 93, 94, uh, when did I meet him? I met him in 92. He was held booking shows and he wrestled on him. But he, uh, uh, he was just <coughs> a great technical wrestler. Yeah. He did a lot more... Matt worked than a lot of the guys coming up did. I, and I remember there was one wrestler who told me back then, oh, I'm being trained by Enrique Medina. I'm going, how is it? He goes, oh, it sucks. He just wants to teach you Matt work before you do you know, <laughs> flying. And now, now it's like that's what the people need to learn. Like, they do. Well, you always have to learn that. And the same thing, this wrestler just went to another gym where they taught you flying before they taught yeah. you how to lock up, uh-huh. which is a big mistake. Yeah. But uh, no, he, he's a, and he's a good guy. Is, yeah. And his son is sometimes his grandson. Yeah. Are at the matches. Uh, yeah, Enrique Medina Jr., we've uh, hung with him a lot. Yeah, he's um, at the matches. But I mean, it's amazing because you see him and it's like, oh, this guy's like this regular looking dude. I think he has a, he's a barber, right? Or bar- he has a barber shop or something? No. Because he was wearing a shirt that said like a barber shop. It could be. I know Ben Gali has a barber yeah, shop. Yeah, and um, you look at him, it's like, man, this guy, like, what's he going to do in the ring? Then he gets in the ring, and first of all, he's very good in the ring as a, mm-hmm. as a worker. But he also has career like this. Just has knows how to work the crowd, like yes. he knows how to do all the right stuff. And he's always a heel, like which is, he's the smallest guy in the ring at times. And, and that's, it's like, that's the funniest part is when I saw him wrestle years ago. He wrestled as a babyface, uh-huh. all technical moves. Yeah. So, dude, who did this guy learn from? You know, he should like, be like he should be. I would like if I ran a wrestling promotion, I would be booking him right now. Easily, like, easily. He's so he's so much better than a lot of the guys. Like he's, he's no spring chicken. I mean, no, like, we're talking about an older guy. We're talking about a guy who's like got to be in his sixties. Yeah. I yes. mean, and I think he might be one of the better wrestlers in the area. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've seen some of these guys here, and it's like, I'd easily put Enrique Medina ahead of, like, a lot of guys in the Yeah, it, it's interesting. I, I, I could only explain this in a vague sense. I'd have to really think about it to have it make sense. But when I remember first going to Hatco Plaza, you could tell how much discipline the guys had, especially, excuse me, especially the guys in the opening bouts. Mm-hmm. You know, they never tried to steal the show, and uh, every move was crisp. Like, you didn't see them attempting high spots they could not do, or they kind of sort of knew. They just did what they knew. And uh, as the years passed, in fact, it was right around that time when I told you about that one wrestler who said, oh, all Enrique teaches. (laughs) But the thing is, guys like uh, uh, Torito... uh, Gil, Mondo Lopez, uh... Torito the midget from, um... <laughs> <laughs> no, but this dude was pretty short. Yeah. He could still... And either way, I mean, Torito, yeah. I think uh, people who people who listen to this show know that 
the Torito I'm referring to, the WWN, is a really good worker, yeah. too. This, yeah, this guy yeah. was a, a, a shorter trainer. guy from Guatemala. He just kicked my ass big time. Yeah. But no, what I, I remember, I mean, Saturdays uh, were beginner's classes, and that's because you taught to roll, you taught to bump, you taught were taught the most simple stuff until you could do them in your sleep. And the thing is, when there were more gyms opening in the 90s, when guys saw, oh, we could just uh, cut all the mat work and learn how to fly right away, yeah, they would go there. And I, I think in the long run, that, that there's something sorely missing from. You know guys who else has really impressed me? Um, Capitan Oro. It's amazing how good yes. he still is. Like he's not—he's not the high fly. He's well, I don't think he's—he was ever a high flyer, right? No, he, I mean he could. He's fly, just an ass kicker. He's special. just like somebody who just like goes in and chops. Oh People yeah. Are like, just like a, just hits hard. Yeah. Like I can only imagine what it's like to wrestle him. Like you must come out of that like hurting in pain. And look, oh yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. a bit of Al Maria. Yeah, him, definitely. But I mean, like he walks in and he, like now that he's older, like your body's not as like he could be. No, a, he, he doesn't look like he's yeah. Coming. He looks like he's like he's he, yeah, and he's still he really good. It. And I'm like, man. The one that I made. I mean, he wasn't on the show, but uh, Principe Indu Senior. Yeah, that guy is in astounding shape at his age. Yeah, they've been wrestling a lot more because of um, Superboy promoting. Yeah, so. yeah. <coughs> and uh, Triton and Piloto Nuclear looked good too. They do too. Yeah, yeah. That's, yes, they do. They've been guys. wrestling a lot more often lately yeah. too. That, I mean, they're both those guys, <coughs> Triton and the Piloto Nuclear, are, are two guys who were on the very first Hadco Plaza show I saw in '81. So really? it's so funny, you know. I'm chatting it up with them, but at the same time, even after all the years, I'm going, damn, I remember taking pictures of these guys. Yeah. And uh, It's funny when you see um, Piloto Nuclear showed up, and Dan's like, and he was staring at us, and he, he was just looking at us, mm-hmm. and Dan's like, do I know that guy? And I go, I think you probably do, but he probably doesn't. I don't think he probably remembers. He's just looking he's at you place, like, trying to remember. Where, yeah, and they're, yeah, both, they're exactly. both, and he's like, he's staring at me, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I think you've met him and stuff, but yeah. it's not one of those people that you're going to remember. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, but I remember him because I think we he, every time we've been at Superboy show, he's been work, working yeah. the show. Yeah. I remember the first thing he ever said to me. What? Well, I was sitting in the front row uh, in Hadco Plaza with my big bleach blonde hair <laughs> and uh, a big thing of beer that was as big as I was, and he took a bump out of the ring, and, and he... Just looks at me and goes, "Have a drink." <laughs> yeah, here you go. And they did the baby face thing where he takes a drink and then spits it in the heel's face to start uh, to come back. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <coughs> yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of good um, workers here. Yeah, there really yeah. are. There really are, and the the ones who are learning from the veterans, I think, are the ones who are going to benefit yeah. from it the most. Yeah. You know, so I'm glad there's some good guys trained. Anything else from the weekend that you wanted to talk about? Not really. Sure. That was it. I went. To, you you know, got your picture taken with Satan. Yes, I did. Yes, I did, and I hope I can get get. I got my picture. Ways. I got my picture taken with Satan, or as yeah, I'll say, Benny Hine, eat your heart out. I'm I, gonna reform the devil. The, Dan, uh, I got my picture taken with Satan, or as you would like to know him, refer to him as Dan Farron. <laughs> <laughs> I love how how Dan starts posting all these uh, pictures on Facebook, and everybody starts liking them right away. And it's like, like right away, instantly. like I'm I'm looking at his phone, sneaking a. a, a He's taking a peek at, into his phone, and I just see all these like red marks. Man, you guys must have all these people. <laughs> I don't have that many friends on Facebook. <laughs> I have many, mostly because I don't really friend a lot. I have to know you. Like, if I don't know you, it's like I don't know this person. How am I? The only time I turn down a Facebook request is when I find I have like five friends, and they're all guys, and there's only one picture of that person. Yeah. It's one of those. I don't know. It's the one. Yeah, it's just like I have to know you before I like mm-hmm. more or less. Well, um. Well, this is going to be a big weekend this week, so... Yeah, well, let me talk briefly 
Uh, oh, you were going to talk about... um. Buccelli. Yeah, we were talking about him passing, passing away recently. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows whether, whether they like it or Do not. Do you want to talk about um, Dave Meltzer getting your info wrong? <laughs> <laughs> nah, that was minor. Yeah, it was yeah. just like two little facts, but... Uh, two little facts that now I know. And yeah, I'll exactly, like, exactly. I'll be complaining about it. Yeah, I But you know what's weird is like, you think about it, because when you know something that's real, mm-hmm. you're like... That's not how. That's not how. That's well, not both how. you and I have had that happen. Why? Well, I, I figure. It's, I think he must read it over to. Well, you know, people. I was on um, the wiki page this past week. Yeah. Because um, I was looking for girl Maya Junior info. Mm-hmm. Just for some whatever reason, I was looking for that, and um, on Wikipedia it still says that he's the son of Black Terry. Oh, does it really? Yes, and I'm like, it's not his. He's not his son. That's funny. I've already told thousands of people. Yeah. I asked the guy. He explained it to us. You were there. Yes, I was there. I saw it. You saw him tell me. He said that he was just yes. friends. <laughs> he was good friends with the family. And I'm like, and then I go on um, Lucha Wiki, um, Lucha Wiki, and they kind of say that he's not. But yeah. then it's like, it's like you guys met the guy. Why don't you guys get to ask him <laughs> just if you want? Well, and that's verify. a pretty major fact. Yes, it's with, like, with this stuff, with the stuff with Meltzer's typos of or yeah, Meltzer's fake. typos is like eh, yeah, you know. Well, one thing he's writing these in his defense, he's writing these lengthy, lengthy stories yeah. about something big, and I'm sending him. Uh, in Argentina, it was huge news, but you know, to it's a here and there news for observer readers, and I can tell he probably just copied off real quick. Yeah, his just, typo. I think his typo. The one typo he got on, on my, wrong on something I sent him, mm-hmm. later on was, like, revealed that it was right anyways, so it's like, it didn't matter. Oh, okay, got Yeah, it. but then there was another one he screwed up afterwards. I think it was a Santo one that he screwed up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. And with all the reading and uh, researching and stuff, yeah. I, I, they're going to get something wrong here and there. And like I say, I don't send him a lot of email or anything, yeah. so it's like, I don't really worry about it. Yeah, like, and I'm sure I've messed up stuff, too, yeah. so I'm not going <laughs> to... Yeah, you mess up all my, all the stuff I send you. That's right, why? I write fiction. I, I write. It was not meant to be factual. I'm like sure. That, I, like that one politician said when they they said that Planned Parenthood, like something percent of their work is abortions, yeah. and when they were called, no, that's not true. <coughs> his aide said, "Well, that comment was not meant to be factual." It's like the one time I did the Lucha World 100, mm-hmm. and I accidentally wrote um, Hector Garza's height as four foot one. <laughs> And I knew I didn't know I didn't I, I didn't see this. The mightiest looking mini yes. in the world. So then um, this guy made this big deal about it, and I'm like, dude, it's a typo. Relax. Yeah. So I went time, back and I fixed it. The I only mean, time I made a mountain out of a molehill yeah. uh, was when you know people were talking about like which wrestlers use their real name, <coughs> yeah. and I still find that weird, like, some of the stuff, like, when you write the, the wrestlers' names. Yeah. It just, it's just weird to me, like... Yeah, well, you know, Dr. Jerry Graham was born Jerry Matthews. Hmm. However, his name was legally changed to Graham when he was a kid. Oh, okay. And uh, it's so funny how somebody actually said, well, he wasn't a real Graham. Uh, yeah. And it was printed in Meltzer's newsletter or something. Oh, no, he his real name was Jerry Matthews. And I wrote this big response. The main reason I did it is I never got the whole story, but I do know that whoever this Matthews guy was ditched the family. Yeah. Because I was confused when Doc would talk about his parents. He loved his mom. And uh, he'd get whimsical, you know, wistful about losing his dad, but then there's other times I'd hear him say, that, that son of a bitch. Yeah. And I realized, after all, he's talking about two different dads. And I realized... Uh, 
the adopted dad was the one who actually took care of him. Oh, okay. And so I thought, I bet you he wouldn't like to, you know, have the... Yeah, you don't want to remember. So it's, and, and, yeah. and, and it's kind of disrespectful, Yeah, I and think. to Dave's credit, he, when I corrected him, he did write something Yeah, like yeah. It. And I, I only did it because, yeah, I thought... I, and Dave usually is good about correcting stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, just, it's just weird because I think what the weird thing is now is that we live in an age where everything gets corrected right away. Because you have a website, yes. you could update it. Like, as soon as somebody tells you, you fix it. And Dave still does the newsletter in a way that it's still... If you send him a correction, mm-hmm. he corrects it on the newsletter the week after. Yes, yes, So exactly. then you have that person simmering for a whole week, bitching and moaning about right. it. And it's like, dude, you'll fix it at, in a week. That's exactly. how That's how the newsletter... That's how the newsletter works. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that's how yeah, it works. Yeah, and also, also, you know, what happens in the media media is... Since news happens so fast, so often people r- rush to get a story, yeah. Uh, and the story is incorrect. Like uh, there was the Columbine situation where some kid made up a story about this gang called the Trenchcoat Mafia. Yeah, yeah, that was like the that big, was all fiction, remember, and, but it was presented as fact for a long time. And then everybody was wondering if Sting was going to stop wearing the trench coat. And right, like exactly, that. exactly. Yes, yes. And when uh, I do remember actually hearing when uh, Gabriel Gifford got shot. Yeah. Uh, I remember actually hearing on the news they announced her death, and it's because they wanted to get the uh, yeah they wanted to they get wanted the, to be first in the story. The breaking but news. Look what happened, you know. Yeah, I she mean, survived, and that, yeah, that that happens more often. That's still one. Of and in wrestling, it's more trivial stuff, but you know. Yeah, well, with the on, the the Ancho thing was um, you said um. What was I think he, as I recall, I think I said he was a peer of Coloso Colosse. And he said he was he, like I the, think he said he trained him. Yeah. Trained I better go check. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. He said something <laughs> different. I think, I know, I think he said something different. Yeah, and there was one other tidbit that I can't quite recall that was different. Yeah. I have to look it up again. Yeah. But, uh. He always gets the TNA stuff right. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else? He doesn't care about Lucha. You know, if Argentina. I was going to write about TNA, I'd purposely write everything wrong. Did you see, um, Grantland? You know that website, right, Grantland? No. Um, it's a website done by Bill Simmons, who like works for ESPN. Uh huh. They did this big write up on TNA. Will it survive? And I'm like, dude, you're gonna write about this in 2014? Yeah, really. And apparently they they it's really long. And I was like, I was gonna read it, but then I was like, do I really want to read about TNA? You know. I'd rather about. It wasn't the Mass Man that did wrote it either. Hmm. It was the, it was you know who the Mass Man is. It's uh, no. oh you don't know about that. I don't. Kurt so, doesn't. I'm so Kurt doesn't. Kurt doesn't re- read about sports. So he doesn't know about Grantland and all this yeah, other stuff. So. Sports are, yeah, sports so are. That's one yeah, thing Brian so. Alvarez and I have in common. Well, <laughs> we Brian Alvarez sports. read it. I guess he must have read it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And he doesn't like sports. Yeah, like, but I. I What's well, a wrestling? Too. It's a wrestling because they put a lot yeah. of wrestling because um, Bill Simmons. He's into. He's a sports guy. But he's also he he's a big wrestling fan. Like mm-hmm. he's from like the eighties. Yeah, big sports. Yeah, he like was that. he was like he was an observer subscriber and all that. Mm-hmm. So he's that's cool. Yeah, he's an asshole though. <laughs> Let's go back to what you were talking about. Yeah. Before well, I get I, on my, fact, I go fact, on a rant on on hating on Bill Simmons. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make. I'm a, still pissed at Jim Cornette. By the yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that, Jim Cornette? We're calling you out. Well, not really. But. Actually, I'm okay with him. I'm kind of calm. He's okay with you. Yeah. Don't worry, Jimmy. As long Jim, as, Jim. As long as he, Jim, Jim. As long as he hates Vince Russo, I, I'll, I'll be okay with him. You know what? I'm with you on that one, yeah. Fredo. Yeah. I'm with you on that yeah. one. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Okay, go to your story. My story. Okay, now I'm gonna. I want to write a. <coughs> probably in my next musings column on the Lucha World website. I'm not going to commit to when that will be. 
It, make was it, supposed to, it was supposed to be this week. I know, totally. But well, Kurt's let's see how already, much energy I have when I get Kurt's home. Kurt's already forgotten about that. <laughs> I have some coffee in me. Let's see how much energy I have when I get home tonight. We'll see. We'll see. Oh, God, I'm going to kick your ass out. Bleh. Okay, let's go do it. Yeah. Okay, come on, Kurt. But I do want to briefly, men, you know, I want to write more on this later, but uh, when I started watching Titani Sinel Ring in 1973, early 73, I'll never forget the first time I turned it on because it went head-to-head with Channel 13 Wrestling at 8 o'clock. Oh, really? And I saw there was Lucha Libre on Channel 22. Did it piss you off that it was on at the same oh, time? Oh, God, yeah. Yes. They hadn't... In- this was this was pre-VCRs and having... Yes! A, families having extra TVs and, and everything. And you didn't have remote control. Yeah, you yeah. had to run up to the TV and switch <laughs> the dial... And you, ate you know, it's so weird how many people like well, listening to this podcast never had to deal with that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm. Although I'm guessing a lot of the people or have are to listening. play with the different antennas. Yeah, like yeah. HF and VHF. I remember. I remember there was a period in time in the '80s where they would play um, air Mid South Wrestling mm-hmm. at the same time as the NWA show. So I was like, "Fuck! I have to pick which one yes. I want to watch." And usually that was easy because Mid South always had really good matches. And NWA it was, no was little thing. It was anxiety. Yeah, so it's I like you're changing the channel every commercial break. Yeah, and you'd be pissed because the commercial breaks were on at the same time. It's like exactly. Fuck. Well, I remember yeah. I, well, I started watching KCOP Channel 13 wrestling yeah. with Blassie and Tolis in '72. And at some point, Channel 22 has said Lucha Libre. Could you imagine people listening to this right now? They're thinking. Like you were picking between something that had Fred Blassie and um, who was in who was in um, who was in LA at that time? At the, oh, uh, Victor River, Jonto, Raul uh, Mata, who Ra- was my hero. Yeah. Well, that's where I differ from everybody. Yeah, but the bigger names, like there were like the bigger names. Oh, there. huge names, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you're picking you're picking the chance to see the the fire ant versus <laughs> versus Martin Cardigan. Well, and, what's funny is I remember the first time I even tried watching the Channel Twenty Two stuff was the Shepherd Kid <laughs> or what David. Uh, David. Uh, David, David El Pastor. Pastor a friend yeah. of mine, I, I like his wife. I liked her name for him better, the Bethlehem boy. Yeah, she called him. You're picking that over like over Blassie, Blassie and, and all these guys. And, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I remember the first time I watched wrestling on Channel 22 was when uh, Channel 13 wrestling was preempted, and it was straight lucha libre from someplace. Had a singles match and a tag match, and it was. Straight Lucha. I'd love to know where it was from, but I was ten years old. Yeah, you just think about it. It was great, some great stuff. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to watch this regularly, but this is good enough that I think during commercials I'm going to switch to Channel 22. <coughs> so uh, early '73, I'm I'm watching Channel 13, and I got to tell you, I mean, LA wrestling has some really exotic stuff, like Freddie Blassie, a bleach blonde with a dark tan, yeah, filing yeah. his teeth. You know, to somebody who just discovered wrestling, it's pretty exotic. Yeah. Uh, but probably the most exotic thing I saw was a wrestler called El Psicodelico. And the only reason it's, I knew it was trippy is when he was in the brother, right? Yeah, the uh, brother of... Uh, Mel Mascaris and those cars. Yes. And the only reason I knew how trippy it was, one, his mask was trippy looking, but my brother and sister walked into the room. Did we just hear somebody introduced as the psychedelic man? <laughs> and... I said, wow, I guess that is pretty trippy, but when I... Was turned, he dad back then, too? Yes, he was. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, wow. Because <laughs> uh, he had a cool mask. Yeah, I dug very the mask. cool. He had one of the coolest masks yeah. ever. Ever. You know, and Madame, a nice guy, too. Yeah. You know, but... So I turned to Channel 22 during a commercial, and the very first thing I saw was Peppino the Clown with the, with the uh, bouquet of balloons coming yeah. to the ring to, his music and my jaw just dropped. I said, 
This is the weirdest thing I've ever See, where, seen. Whereas Kurt would watch that, I would actually change the channel and watch the other show. Well, I did initially. I said, yeah. this is stupid, a clown. <laughs> and then as time was passing, I thought, are they all clowns on this show? And I turned it, and then I saw La Mumia, <laughs> the mummy. Well, you know, the thing is, I can't really say that because I, wa- I would tune in to watch the um, Trio Fantasia, so... Oh, I'd watch them uh, today. Yeah, yeah, so it's like it's yeah. like I can't really say that I would change it. And slowly, I got seduced into Titanis in a ring. Yeah. And what seduced me into it was, uh, you know, the guy Juan dos Santos who played the mummy back then. This wasn't just some funny little mummy. He actually played it to be, and the costume yeah. was creepy. And I saw all these gimmicks like Don Quixote and Sancho Panza, all with personally written theme songs. I, I think Cara de Guiana was the first person to have songs specifically written for wrestlers but as I started watching regularly and as I became an unabashed fan of what my friends and I called clown wrestling that's what we referred to it as back then we weren't old enough to call it LSD now we call that impact not just (laughs) (laughs) totally totally so so the only thing stranger than seeing all these strange creatures like Yolanka the Spaceman was seeing somebody like Ruben El Ancho Puchele, who was a very good-looking guy who was probably in his late 30s at the time, but looked a lot younger. Very good chiseled physique, you know. Uh, in, in fact, when I was cruising on Facebook uh, a few years ago, I saw a lot of pictures of both him and Coloso Colosetti both posing together when oh, they really? were in the bodybuilding scene. Wow. I don't know if they had already started <coughs> wrestling or not, but I thought the only str- thing stranger than, you know, clowns and spacemen and mummies wrestling is to have actual straight wrestlers in there. And he was like a second second uh, most pushed next to Cardigan because Cardigan was like the IWA world champion Mil Moskvers forever. Oh, geez. Cardigan always had the world championship, but Puccelli was such an invaluable baby face that he, uh, he was like a given the eternal national championship. So the number two guy. Yes, and the song even lauded him as the national champion. So oh, he wow. knew he was always going to keep it or they'd have to change the yeah, song. Change it. <laughs> and, and it's not that easy. And, <laughs> and the other more. thing that even at a young age before I really understood what working was, I could tell when I saw wrestlers like uh, um, Puccelli or... Joel Mercenario or Benito Durante that these guys were classically trained wrestlers like yeah. they knew how to wrestle and there were other guys like Don Quixote who it was just the gimmick and as the 70s passed into the 80s and a lot of the older wrestlers started retiring you saw a lot of guys who were kind of taught a hip toss a headlock or something like that and boom they were put in the ring it looked terrible but it was still wildly popular I mean it yeah. was huge it you know it never uh, lost a mainstream status, but uh, getting back to Puccelli, I'm going in five different directions <laughs> here. But the th- uh, the thing I remember about Puccelli was just how he was like this really classic babyface, and I remember uh, even my friends when you know who didn't know wrestling from anything, they'd see all these wild kooky characters, and they'd say, "I think I like this guy the best. This guy really? like." Yeah, he looks like the friendliest guy in the world and stuff, and and he could work. And yeah. When he was in there with a really good worker, uh, it 
you know, you'd never have classic Ricky Steamboat matches. They they didn't believe in lengthy matches in Titanus and El Ring. There were like ten minute matches, weren't they? Yes, yeah. sometimes even two or three. Yeah. You know, it was uh, it was all the gimmick in that show. Yeah. Uh, but the interesting thing is this guy, this guy was probably the probably the most enduring wrestling celebrity, aside from Cardigan, who from the time he started in the 1960s up until uh, the the promotion 100% Lucha that was he was always had his feet in wrestling he was always involved and uh, in 100% Lucha I saw a few YouTube things where he served I think it was like a commissioner type role oh, where he really? comes in to reverse a decision yeah because that. that's and usually what happens with older wrestlers they become like the commissioner exactly like the figurehead exactly. the figurehead but it's funny because a lot of a lot of the uh, Argentina wrestlers kind of once they retired, they'd show up for if they had autograph signings or that kind of thing. But you know, most of them just kind of bowed out. Yeah. And uh, there were this guy really endured all throughout uh, Argentina history. And you know, I, I, I guess I guess I'm kind of like uh, getting sentimental because like this was one of the wrestlers that I first started watching when I first watched wrestling at ten, and yeah. I. Bet you anybody who started watching wrestling as a child will tell you there's nothing like that first year you st- discover wrestling. Yeah, it's, it's really it's, it's amazing. It's, it's like when you're that's when you're most into wrestling. Exactly. Even if you don't remember the results or yeah. or anything, you remember who just struck you. Yeah. And it was so funny because <coughs> Ruben Puccelli was like uh, the Douglas Fair Camp Banks to the Keystone Cops. You know, he was the straight man in uh, a promotion full of oddities. And whenever uh, Titanus and El Ring would, you know, uh, go on hiatus or, you know, the promotion shut down here and there, uh, he always had to work in other promotions and he always came back to Titanus and El Ring. Was he mostly just in Titanus? Uh, Yes, yes. Although he... There was a promotion in Paraguay called Lucha Fuerte where... uh, from what I read, it sounds like, the, I mean, he was like their main star, but I, it sounded to me like he was also spearheading the thing. And <coughs> it didn't have as long a run as Titanis in the ring, but uh, it was one of the promotions that had his day in the sun. No promotion, I don't think, is ever going to hit Argentina the way Titanis did. Yeah. And one of the uh, one of the videos that really struck me, because when I heard he passed away uh, last last week at the age of 81 just got home walking his dogs and just, just had a heart attack and not a bad way to go that's that's the yeah I, well I, I other than dying in your sleep I mean yeah exactly that's probably the best one exactly. <laughs> the best way to still go. still was with his wife uh, uh, and had one son a son who uh, incidentally pl- played uh, El Hijo de la Momia Oh really? Once, yeah. La Momia came to the ring with a little kid, and it was uh, Puccelli's son. Oh. And the and the little mummy tries to interfere in the match, and the big mummy has to push him back to the corner. Like we gotta have him wrestle. We have to have him wrestle Pantarita Stick. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that would be bitching. Do you think? Do you think Superboy would go for it? Get a little mummy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would be bitching. Well, I mean, we've oh, been trying man. to talk Superboy into getting like midgets dressed as um like 
like mascots. Remember, like I love that idea. As a kemonito. Yeah, totally. As a, pi- a parrot or something. Yes. We gotta bring that to LA, like some of these guys. That would be bitching. Totally. How come we can't get like a midget to dress like that? We gotta find a midget first. Duh. We're in LA. <laughs> come on. Should be that hard. But like, anyway, anyway, it's like when I heard that he had passed away, it was. Uh, I immediately went on Facebook and, you know, since I have a lot of Argentine uh, Facebook friends, wow, just looking at all the tributes they paid to him. And not just that, but they, on YouTube, I found news links where, like, major stations covered they his about death. It. One even had an 18-minute piece on him. Oh, wow. Which blew me away. A lot of it was outside his house after he had passed away talking to some of the surviving wrestlers like Jose Luis who was another guy who was like the straight man to the you know uh, odd wrestlers and uh, yeah kind of an end of an era I wish I could put it better into words and I hope when I write about it uh, in in the next musings column I'm just going to make a brief (coughs) mention of it but uh, I eventually want to do a the next musings column will be available in November now you've challenged me Fredo now you've challenged me you challenged it, me. Do you know what you're doing to me? It took you how many months do to do the first Do you know how early music? I have to get up for work tomorrow? Now I have to go home and write a music song <laughs> just so you won't show me up. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Lord, how I scrawl. Apologies to yes. Mike. Apologies Hansen. to everyone who's who's yes. had to hear you complain apologies. about writing. Apologies to five neat guys. Who's that? Check out the, <laughs> check out the photo of the, uh, you, me, Billy, Superboy, and Dan. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, well, I got, I got to put a video up to show why I said apologies to five neat guys. Did Dan upload, post the videos of you, of you wrestling? He posted, yeah, he po- he posted uh, my little high spot with Lestat. And oh, okay. He posted the one where he says, Battle Drummer, how did you win a match? I go, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, that, that was when I said, oh, he's going he's, he's gonna, to, oh, that was the one where he didn't catch the part where I said. Now he's he wants out or something. Oh yeah, after doing yeah, that, the yeah. high spots. Yeah, so, oh, now I want yeah, out. yeah. Like, look, he wants out. And you know what? <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> well, because I thought, man, these. Because I, I remember you had told me you want to work with the older guys in the yeah, match, yeah, and then all I'm, of a sudden, I don't it's like, train that regularly. yeah, it's I'm like rusty. It would have been know. scary if it was like the 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 like more like the younger guys who are really like fast. Oh God! I, I oh I would have I would look terrible. You know, and a lot of this nerves too. When I don't get get there, since I only go in every couple of months, I get yeah. kind of I get a case of nerves, which I never what's, used to. What's going on? What um, is Rosa Salvaje still around? Yeah, you know, I saw him at the last Legend show, uh-huh. and surprisingly, he looked pretty good for somebody uh-huh. who had a stroke. He says he's not going. <coughs> I said he's not going to wrestle again. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I was but, wondering what's up with him. But he looked a lot better than I had heard, which was, which made me feel good because he's one of the nicest guys only. yeah very nice guy uh yeah you know I bet there's a lot of guys that just do. came up with right now because I was thinking about because he used to be in the Arena Paraguay that's right that was he was a regular yeah, yeah. I remember thinking, man, this guy's awful. <laughs> he is. He worked the gimmick well. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. He but he was older, too, I mean. He's an old guy. Yeah, he's he an older guy, so it's like, yeah. yeah. And also because um, Golosa, I remember Golosa kind of has that same hair as that. Uh, yes, exactly, I like, exactly. I was just thinking about that right now. Now, now Golosa, as I understand it, means the insatiable one. Something like Something that. Something like that, that's a yeah. great name. <laughs> Watch it not mean that, and it's like, oh, you can't hold it against me, I don't know. Yeah, it means the scholar. Yeah, it's scholar the scholar. One I should look it up. <laughs> 
We're going to look up something here since we have the power of. Uh, We're still doing this media. podcast despite the fact that we probably should have been done like a couple of <laughs> I know, really. We were almost done. Any of you out there who have lasted this long, email me at liger, L Y G E R, at AOL.com. Just say that you told me that you're still listening at this point. And <laughs> I love. And, and I, I don't know, I'll send you something nice. A small how, token, but something nice. I love how the Thanks. Urban Dictionary says golosa means someone that loves to eat and pig out. <coughs> well, I guess it's a gay gimmick where you could eat or... Well... No, it's something, it means something else. Though. Well, somebody who pigs out it could probably be called insatiable, but people who want a lot of sex could be insatiable, too. Yeah. So I maybe it has, like... That's double meaning, Paul. Yeah. It would be so much easier if I would have had my laptop. Yeah. But now I have to wait for this. We have one of these little mobile phones. It's an iPod. Boy, whoever is still listening to me, I'm impressed. How long has this show been going, man? Yeah, it's been going a long time. Um, longer as uh, we should just keep thirty minutes. We should just keep going and see who who lasts this long. <laughs> well, that's why I put out. I mentioned my email. Anybody who listened long enough to hear my email, yeah. Greedy. Greedy. Golosa. Greedy? Someone with a sweet tooth. (laughs) That makes it even better. He has a sweet tooth for young men? Yeah, he has. Yes, a person given to excess. Excess. That's great. That's great. So yeah, that's a good. Uh, I'm guessing it means something different. If I if I found it, if I yeah. was using uh, tra- Google Translator, I'm or too lazy. Or if you to heard use it. somebody use it in conversation, yeah, yeah. it might make more yeah. sense. So. Yeah. Okay, well I guess uh, <coughs> 90 minutes. That's uh, how long KCOP wrestling was when I was a kid. So since I'm really? such a sent, yeah, 90 minutes and often live. <laughs> you know the one time I really got annoyed with the, when they would do that whole thing where they, they would show wrestling at the same time from do, two different places mm-hmm. when um, Nitro started. Because yes, I was getting, remember yes. it was Nitro and Raw was on, so people would always pick, and that's what it, that's what's happened. What I noticed was a lot of people here in LA, mm-hmm. they picked Raw overnight Nitro, because they wouldn't, they didn't know anything about oh, Nitro. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, how do you guys not know about these um, WC the Luchadors? And I would tell these people, you should be watching WCW. They have good um, undercard matches. You could switch over to the other thing, yeah, to the Raw, but watch the undercard. And they were like, oh my god, I can't believe this Rey Mysterio guy. Yes, exactly. Who went to exactly. Like, Dude, seriously. Yeah, I know. I knew people who, uh, I, I knew one gal who didn't understand what all this wrestling was. And she saw uh, a TV match with uh, Rey Mysterio and Eddie Guerrero. And she says, oh, now I know why you got yeah, all yeah, this yeah. stuff. And she, she would watch regularly, too, yeah. after that. Yeah. Well, thanks for putting up with us, folks. <laughs> Thanks for enduring and as this Kurt, podcast. As Kurt has said, if, if Atlantis doesn't win the match, he will shave his head. And have you seen his hair? No, no, he no. has a lot of hair. So the barber will be getting plenty no. of hair. If he loses, I may shave or may head. not leave town for a few minutes. No, Kurt will shave his head. That is a promise. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can only imagine he loses and everybody's like, oh, Kurt, you gotta lose, shave your head. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I never agreed to this. <laughs> I never hoodwinked. I never agreed to this. You rogue. You rogue Fredo Esparza. Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, have a, hope you're having a bitchin' end of the summer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fine. Next on. show, we should probably, we'll be probably talking about who wins this, the mass match, and we might actually be... 
He might be actually talking after we attend a Lucha Underground taping. Yes, yes. So we might actually cool. we might actually have more info. That sounds great. We'll talk to everybody at this show at the Lucha Underground show. At the Lucha Underground show. And we we're gonna sign it different names. <laughs> under different names so they don't like we can actually talk about it afterwards. That's right, that's right. We'll we'll uh we'll sign a full disc you know, do yeah. those disclosure sheets or whatever yeah. under um, a name that's not legal yeah. and just Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you know, People who sign the disclosure things, they should say, hey, we'll, we'll have results for the four matches that we're going to end up watching. Yeah, remember, did you ever watch the Charlie Brown cartoons when you were a kid? Yeah. Remember how Lucy would do that thing where she'd have the football and Charlie Brown would try to kick it? Yeah, she'd, she'd move. And then she uh, she said, Charlie Brown, like... You're a moron. I, well, she, had, she said, I have a, a, a sheet of paper here where I'm saying, I promise if I sign this, I will not yank the football away from you and so she signs it so he goes running and of course she pulls the football away and then she walks up and says something like Charlie Brown you fool you forgot to have it notarized (laughs) (laughs) you hear that Lucha Underground (laughs) yeah you you know now they're really not going to let us in well that's what I'm worried about if I send them an email because they'll know my they'll know my email address or my name Nah. <laughs> well, they don't listen. We'll go to another lucha show. Yeah, <laughs> plenty of lucha shows here that are more underground yeah. than that one. So. Yeah. yeah. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see ya really soon. Take care. <laughs>